Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I talk about the paradox of trying not to try so hard, both with your horse and yourself, and how a filly and a bridge taught me this important lesson. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. On today's episode, I'd like to talk to you about the concept of trying not to try so hard and a special experience I had with this where I really learned kind of the hard way how to avoid doing that. When we want something so badly, whether it's with our horses or in another area of our life, where we just sort of throw everything in it, we want it so, so much, and we try harder and harder, and it's not quite happening, so we just keep trying. And we have this whole idea about it that if we could just achieve it, things would really be amazing, things would really be perfect. And we have to put a lot of effort into it. This is how we perceive it. I just have to keep trying harder and harder and harder. But as these things often go, kind of the irony is, is that the harder you try, sometimes the the thing that you want seems the most elusive. And I have a really good story about this. I was many, many years ago riding in a clinic with a great teacher. As I've said many times in other episodes, I'm very fortunate to have ridden with so many excellent teachers. And I was riding a young filly that was fairly recently off the track. She'd had some health issues when she first came off the track, had been super thin. And we had gradually gotten her to the point where she, you know, her weight was better and she was ready to be riding again, learning how to ride a little differently than maybe being at the track. And I had her in this clinic for her first sort of experience away, very kind of low-key clinic at a quiet facility. And, uh, and at one point, the clinician has us all riding in a small obstacle course, you know, nothing, it's not like it's a giant like Kentucky Horse Park, but a kind of a small little pasture obstacle course that had the usual things, things to step over, you know, logs and barrels to navigate. And uh, one of the classic obstacles that was in this little course was a wooden bridge, you know, kind of laid flat, not an actual bridge between water or over water, but one of those flat wooden bridges that just sits on the ground. And, And the goal was that you would walk your horse up to the bridge and walk across the middle of it. Well, I was like, this should be pretty easy. I mean, I knew the filly was a little bit nervous and a little bit tight, but I didn't anticipate a problem with you know, kind of walking over this bridge. So we walk up to the bridge and she's a little uncertain, but she does take a step right onto the bridge. And I'm feeling pretty good about that. looks like it's all going to work out. And then with the second step, she took this really exaggerated kind of veered to the right. So she ended up stepping up on the bridge, taking about a step and then immediately almost zigzagging to the right. And she kind of took a diagonal path and stepped off the bridge to the right, rather than, you know, at the very end of the bridge where you walk down the middle. And I was like, huh, that's strange. Like I thought that we were sort of on the same page, she and I, and that we were going straight, like I had aimed her right in the middle of the bridge. So I went back and I'm always, always open to the fact that I messed something up. Like that's pretty much a default in my mind. So I'm like, what did I do wrong there? And how can I kind of make it better? Unfortunately, I was at a phase in my riding and horsemanship where, you know, I did not have what I would say is an excessive amount of clues at any one given time. I was slightly clueless, but I had uh, good intentions anyway. So I take her back and I'm like, okay, we're going to go over the bridge. And this time I'm going to, 
you know, really pay attention. She must have started to turn and I didn't feel it. But no, the same thing happened. Even though I held the reins a little more firmer and I was like, we're really going up the middle. She was like, okay. And she'd take that first step or two and then she just immediately would veer off. And I couldn't figure it out. You know, I went back and forth and back and forth and I kept trying harder and harder to get it right, to get her set up so she was right down the middle. And every time she would veer over. And it just felt like this really strange problem to me. She wasn't bolting. It wasn't like she was nervous and trying to get away from me. I mean, she was a little tight, but it wasn't a situation where she was spooking. Uh, She certainly wasn't, as I said, trying to pull through the reins and and take off and get away from the bridge necessarily. And the second thing that was kind of interesting is that she was very willing to move forward. So it wasn't so much that she was balking. You know, I've worked uh, with horses at, at obstacle courses where they just sort of plant their feet. You know, she was, you know, she was a little uncertain, but she was willing to step up and kind of take it, take that first step onto the bridge. Even the second, you know, step onto the bridge wasn't a problem. So I'm kind of working at this and I don't know what's going on. And of course, I'm starting to feel embarrassed. It's also kind of a default emotion that I carried around at that phase of my life. And I could see that the clinician was watching me. He was watching me from, you know, a little bit distance away. And uh, he watched me very patiently for quite a while. This went on for quite a while. And finally, he rode over to me and he watched me as I start to set up again. And he's like, Lynn, next time when you walk her up the bridge, I want you to steer her to the left. And I was so caught up again in trying hard and trying to get it right and trying to get her to the middle that I basically didn't even really comprehend what he told me. And for about the bazillionth time, I aimed her toward the bridge and tried to have her go straight down the middle. And uh, as we stepped off and veered to the right for again, like the millionth time, the teacher looked over at me and he was like, are you jacking with me? I said left. And he said it kind of in an amused tone, but there was just a little bit of edge to it, almost as if he was wondering if I was kind of, you know, pulling his leg, like I was, was I being sort of sarcastic? And I was like, no, 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 I would never do that, right? It's the last thing you'd ever want to do. Now, by this time, the filly is getting more tight. She is getting more braced up because she's kind of been picking up on my whole sort of vibe, which was that I want to keep trying and getting this right. Why isn't this going right? We got to go keep repeating, repeating, go up that middle, go up that middle, even though it would end the same way every single time that she would veer off to the right pretty dramatically, no matter how hard I held the reins or thought I was you know, blocking that, that's what would happen. And so after getting that sort of question from the clinician about, you know, are you jacking with me? I, I kind of paused and I was like, oh, you said go to the left. And he's like, yes. So the next time I aimed the filly to go up onto the bridge and I aimed her to the left, almost as if I was going to want to step off the bridge to the left side once we were on it. And so she steps up there and she starts to rebalance herself a little bit. And then she took one step to, to the right and then she straightened out. Now we were in the middle of the bridge. She didn't veer as much to the right as she did when I tried to steer her up the middle. She had a little more room to do it. And then once we started walking across the bridge, now in the middle, I could feel her starting to respond a little differently. Like she felt a little bit more like, oh, a little more confident about continuing to walk down the bridge. I think before she'd been thinking for some reason I wanted her to get on the bridge and then we were just going to kind of, you know, randomly step off to the side, which of course I wasn't telling her to do, but she was getting pretty tired of 
that. She thought that's what I was asking her to do. So this time she was like, oh, this is a lot easier. And it was awesome. It worked out really well. She also accepted my aids a little bit more. There was a phase maybe three quarters of the way across the bridge where she started to step a little too far to the right. And then I asked her to try to stay more in the middle. And she was like, oh, that's fine. Like she was able to be more receptive to that. Because by that time, we had walked several steps down the bridge and she felt just more kind of confident about things in general. So what was the difference? What happened? Was it just that I zigzagged her or was there something more going on? Well, looking back, I can tell you for sure what was going on, at least one thing that was going on, was that that filly had a lot of of crookedness in her. She was very hollow on one side and really stiff on the other. And she also was pretty weak in her hindquarters. Remember, she'd been, basically, she had been kind of ill coming off the track. She had come to us very, very thin, very unmuscled, very um, physically weak, and to some degree, unhealthy. And now that she was coming back into riding, she carried all of that sort of asymmetry into any exercise under saddle. And then the only time she had been ridden, remember she was a filly, so she hadn't had a lot of other experience other than the track, was racing and prepping for racing. And she did not particularly like racing, so she did not run maybe with the most uh, kind of smoothest and most coordinated you know, mind or body. So here we are, we're asking her to step up and she is very unbalanced. That's just the way she carries herself. I mean, I, I wasn't quite aware of this. I maybe knew that she was tense or tight, but I didn't really understand at that time where the specific imbalance was. So here we go. We walk up to this bridge and the first thing that she has to do to step on the bridge is she has to put weight on her hindquarters and lift up a front foot and then another one. When she did that, when she would lift up, she immediately felt like, oh, to correct myself, because I'm a little off balance here, I'm actually coming up off my you know, front legs, I'm on my hindquarters, I need to really balance the way I feel comfortable. And for her, what that meant was she really wanted to kind of veer to the right. She want, Her head wanted to go to the right, her right front leg wanted to go to the right, and it was a kind of more dramatic movement rather than, again, just kind of taking a step and drifting, she kind of would almost veer because she felt that out of balance as she was stepping up onto the bridge. And I didn't feel that. I didn't feel how weak she was behind as we were walking up to the bridge. I didn't feel how completely unlined up she was from her tail to her nose. I was just sort of steering her face, so to speak, and my legs weren't particularly doing anything to help her. I was just assuming she would walk straight. I was not able to perceive what she needed from me. I could have helped in a lot of other ways in addition to preparing her better as we walked up, you know, so that she was in as ideal a position as possible, which is what the clinician was having me do by having her aim to the left. But I also could have done things with how I sat in the saddle, you know, where I put the weight in each seat bone and how I kind of balanced my upper body so that she could feel supported in this new straightness that felt so strange to her, that to her felt like crooked, that she had to kind of balance herself the way that she thought was normal and comfortable for her. Now, the the issue that I brought to the table was I was just trying so hard to get it right. I was trying to make it happen. I was trying to make sure that she could walk straight across there, meaning just down the middle. Straight, that's all that meant to me was that we were walking down the middle. It didn't occur to me that straight for her meant having all four corners of her body balanced in such a way that she could walk across her, that she could step up on to the bridge and walk across there and gain confidence in her feet and in her balance. 
when you try to make something happen, a lot of times it doesn't work out when you sort of try to take control and force the situation. What's better instead is to sort of set it up and let the horse find it. And that's what the clinician did for us. He, he set it up so I could find it. He watched me sort of work at the wrong thing for all that time, you know, from across the pasture, he was watching me and watching me and he let me work at all the wrong things. Now he could have come over and said, Lynn, make her go to the left. This is why if you do it this way, it'll be a lot better. You'll see. But instead he just gave me without any explanation, he was just like, take her a few steps to the left first. And then he let me figure it out. And then I really learned it. I really understood it. And then I could help her more. I could help her understand it. I could help set it up for her from that point forward. So it's a very interesting concept, again, versus trying to make it happen, trying, trying really hard to make something go the way you think it should go or the way it's supposed to go. It's a lot better to set up the situation so that the horse can figure it out. And if you're a teacher, to set things up so your human student can figure it out rather than just being told what to do. As humans, it's hard for us sometimes to let go of the concept of we are in control of everything. And we're really not. And we can be kind of in control of our thoughts. We can be in control of how we approach a situation mentally and emotionally. But we really aren't in charge of the world or how things go. I'm sure that's particularly vivid now to everyone during spring 2020, when I don't think anybody on the face of the earth was going, I would really like to make a pandemic happen. But here it is, and we're dealing with it. And as we sort of go through uh, this kind of historic phase in our lives and in the world's life, what I would suggest is that instead of trying really hard to make things better or to fix things or to try to regain the exact life you had before, if you can just maybe not try so hard and sit back and maybe set up a situation so that you're more likely to gain things in a quiet way, to have patience with yourself, have patience with your horses if you're able to ride your horses during this time, and, and really absorb and understand uh, what cool lessons you can learn, what gains you can get from this most unusual spring of 2020. I hope you've enjoyed this story about me and the filly and my complete lack of clues as we walked across a bridge. And as always, I thank you for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.